Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Some leather-lunged New Yorker. He's cheering for the Panthers, but he's behind me. And he was making all these jokes. He's like, yeah, the Panthers are losing by a hair. I heard these Florida fans are rabid, but this is ridiculous. Anyways, and then security came down. Right from from everybody, because the rabbit's not hurting anybody. I was kind of hoping the rabbit would crap all over the kids. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Hour two coming at you live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary, Calgary's entertainment destination. They were nice enough to have us back. If you can believe, 21 weeks here last year in 2022, plus another couple at River Korean Edmonton. And we're back again for the spring here in the beautiful gateway to the foothills. We're talking sports. That hasn't changed. And we have with us two-time Stanley Cup champion Jamie McCowan here. And we're going to get into the landscape of the National Hockey League in a moment. We were just talking about this show and what he's doing now. All you Ontario people watching on Game Plus TV where we're carried on Kojiko and Rogers, go buy a car from his dealership. Would you say Orangeville, Ontario? Orangeville, yeah. yeah. Where is that? I'm apologizing. Well, I'm not on, an Eastern off on Highway 9. So if you go straight up 400 to turn off to the New Market, you, okay. or you turn left and you go towards Orangeville. So great little town. Um, Reminded me of growing up in Newmarket, where when I first got to Newmarket, it was like 11,000 people. Uh, and Orangeville is still relatively small. I think it's probably about 50,000 right now. But uh, along Highway 9 there, there's about six or seven dealerships and uh, all good people. The billion-dollar mile, huh? Uh, well, not, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, hey, Jake uh, writes in from Airdrie, says, Love having you back in our beautiful city, Rod and Show. Uh, thank you, Jake. It's awesome being back. And what I said to Jamie was... Remember Don Cherry's grape line a lot. We're getting old, Jamie. Maybe people don't remember the grape line, but I just love that show, and it was out of Hamilton. Don Cherry's grape line, and he'd bring in the NHL guys and talk hockey, just like what we're doing right now. There's nothing else like that anymore, and it used to be so great. You must have watched it. Oh, I did watch it, you know, and I was one of these guys. I was always so busy that they say, did you watch the game? Well, no, because I was out playing a game, right, or doing something. <laughs> but, right. uh, but I find as a former player and as a sports enthusiast that – and uh, you hate to get into it, you know, like uh, Disney's having trouble because they went so woke and now they, the old joke is you go woke, you go broke sort of thing, right? Um, but I think the NHL is trying to find that that line of being sure that they're taking care of all aspects of humanity sort of thing. But still, you, you got to make it fun to watch. You got to make it fun to listen to. And, um, uh, you know, when Don Cherry was doing the stuff with Ron McClain, you know, it didn't matter where you were. You could be in a bar somewhere, and all of a sudden, it, 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 shut everything down. Just shut up. we got to listen to Don Cherry. And he'd say something. 
maybe a little bit off off uh, color or maybe a little bit off edge. Um, but the guys that played the game, whether you're in the NHL or not, all went like, you know, that is so true. That finally somebody's saying it. And right now you have so little of that. And uh, I, to be honest with you, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm obviously not in charge of the of the tele uh, the televisions and the, and the networks and stuff. But if they could be a little bit more honest, is what I'm going to say, honest, that I think they'd get a lot more viewership. Yeah, but then you get a call from the team or the league. Yeah. By the way, Craig Campbell writes in from. The Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. He says, Jamie McCown, New Market Sports Hall of Fame member. So, hello, Craig. Thanks for joining us today from the Hockey Hall of Fame. <clears throat> okay, to the actual hockey, we could sit and tell stories forever, but who's in your Stanley Cup final? Excluding Calgary because you live here, let's just say they're not. Who do you think is going to make it? Well, having grown up in the Ontario area, I would love for Toronto to make it. But that East is so, I mean, you look at, you know, Carolina is strong and, and obviously New York loaded up and uh, Jersey's good and Boston is good. And then you go down to Florida, there's two pretty good teams down there, although who knows if they're going to make it. Um, you would have to say that, you, that it's either going to be New York or, or Boston is probably going to make it in the final on that side. But I'm cheering for Toronto. I think if they can get things going and, and just everybody get in sync, they got as much firepower as anybody and like you know like the Edmonton Oilers like they, they'd allow four goals a game but they were going to score five or more right that, that was the idea so if, if Toronto can can get it all together and their goaltending plays I mean they can't be average you got to be above average as a goaltender in the playoffs but if, they, if you get above average goaltending and just you know run let's let's do it let's outscore everybody i think toronto can toronto can win it all i'll be honest and i didn't tell you this jamie asked how the show's going 25 percent of our audience is american and i don't think and they're new hockey fans to be honest to have a toronto edmonton stanley cup would be something and we, we're legitimately talking about it and in the 90s who would have thought that no canadian team was a contender really not after the habs won in 93 yeah you know and I mean, obviously, uh, Edmonton has two of the best players in the league. And, uh, you know, if McDavid gets going and under the new rules and stuff, I know in playoffs, they, the things get a little bit more loosey-goosey as far as the penalties being called. So you're allowed to hit and you're allowed to maybe grab or whack a little bit more, which has obviously been an issue for McDavid. Um, but every single year they try to, you know, make it a little bit more, you know, McDavid style. And so mm. if they really call the penalties, um, Edmonton's got one of the best power plays. I mean, you, you, just, you just know if they get five power plays, they're scoring two goals, right? And so you got to really watch out for that. But it would, I'm not sure the rest of the league would be happy with two Canadian teams in the finals. That's the tough part. <laughs> well, they might, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't fix it, right? If it happens, it happens. Yeah. You, uh, well, you were a participant in the last time that happened, 1986. What a special time. But back then, you didn't think it was that big of a deal that it was two Canadian teams. It was the two best teams. Yeah, well, it was right? in 86 and 89, right? Right, 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 right. Montreal won in 86. We won in 89. And as a player at that time, and, and it wasn't as worldly, and you didn't have the giant contracts, uh, you know, Sportsnet or whoever. Um, so it wasn't, wasn't really a concern. Like, it was just the two best teams. It is what it is, yeah. And most of the teams at that time were on the northern part of the United States. Uh, or in Canada, so yeah, a, a Buffalo team and, and those those people be, would be watching it because they they knew it was going to be good hockey. It's a little bit different now when you have the teams in Florida and three in California, and then you got Arizona. You know, I mean Dallas. Um, but you know, I, I'm a firm believer that the best two teams, who, regardless of where they're situated, should be the ones in the final. 
Question I get a lot, and I'll put it to you, is can the Boston Bruins be beaten in a seven-game series? I guess we'll find out. You know, I mean, you look at them, and, and, and they are kind of like we were kind of joking, or not, we are talking about earlier about, hey, if you have six guys that all are going to get around 30 goals, that's a far better team than two guys getting 50 goals, right? And, and Boston's that kind of mentality where they've got all these guys that are pinching in. Uh, they've got a couple guys obviously getting points, but they are a team like right down to the last player. And uh, if you're playing seven minutes or you're playing, you know, 19 or 20 minutes, you're, you're 100% into the game and you're 100% happy, kind of going back to who should be the captain thing. They've got their captain, they've got their assistants, but they've got also leaders that don't have letters on as well. And uh, they are a good team, They're a really good team. The question is, can somebody else, you know, catch them just a little bit off? Because when you have two solid teams in there, one game makes a difference. And if you have a, one goalie suddenly go a little bit weak or get a little bit injured or something that yeah, they're not going to tell the media, of course, suddenly the game's uh, changed. Uh, Colin in Ottawa says, didn't Vancouver make the Stanley Cup Finals in 94, Rob, the season after Montreal won the Cup? Yes, but we're talking about all Canadian <coughs> Stanley Cup Finals, 86 and 89, as Jamie mentioned, and he was a part of both of them. Well, I guess we kind of looked at the landscape of the league, so let's go back to the Flames for a second. Like with Daryl, is that a... And he's known infamously as Daryl. When I say Daryl, everybody knows what we're talking about. Is it a love-hate in this town with him? Mostly love when they're winning? What is it? I, I think uh, probably 95, 98% of the people respect him, right? Um, which is different. You, know, you have coaches come in and they go, like, he's okay, you know, whatever. You have guys. But I think, I think he's, he's earned the right to be respected. Um, his style has obviously changed over the years because he's had to change with the game and change with the players and the attitude of the players. I mean... You know, again, showing my age, you know, back when I played, the coach usually was the highest paid person on the team sort of thing, right? And so nowadays, you know... He's the, the lowest, by far the lowest. Yeah, you know, you, you, know, you, got, you got 10 guys in each team that are making 4 million plus. How many coaches are making 4 million plus? So it's, uh, it, it's one of those things where if the team starts to win again, everybody's like... Uh, we knew Daryl. We knew Daryl had it in him. We knew that they of would, finally, you know, like he's good. He's really good. And if they lose, and, and I was at the game last night, and a couple of people asked me about that. And I said, well, you know what? You know, he, he's not really doing anything different than he was a year ago or, or ten years ago. And like I said, our biggest issue in Calgary has been our goaltending has been inconsistent. And if we'd been more consistent, we would be in the playoffs already, and no one would be saying anything about Daryl. They're good enough to be, though, right? They're they're definitely good enough to be. Yeah. You know, they're they're a good team. Um, we don't have a McDavid, or we don't have a, you know you know the three stars or whatever out of Toronto sort of thing. But we've got a good we've got good players, and they play as a team. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing is, I'm watching the game last night, and you're you're are you working for the team, quasi, or what is your deal with the Flames? Uh, if I'm working. I forgot to pick up my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my question is this. You're around the owners, and I just wonder, because here it's all flames all the time. Does that influence the owners, do you think? Um, the four owners that we have right now are all very successful businessmen, and um, they didn't get there by being, you know, I was going to say stupid, but by being silly. They understand the game, and then really perhaps... Uh, 
uh, Murray Edwards, who is very tight with uh, the NHL and, and is on the gov board of governors. He might even be the chairman. I can't remember now, um, but he's on that board and he's highly respected. So as the old saying, you say, when he talks, people listen. Yeah. So, you know, and he spends time in Europe and he spends time all around the world. And so he's getting a kind of more of a worldly view of the NHL. And um, one thing that the Flames have always done as, as a team, I'm not going to say it's right or wrong, is that owners have always said, hey, we're going to hire this coach and this general manager or this president, and they're going to run it. You know, are there some uh, trades perhaps, you know, kind of sent up the line a little bit? I'm sure it must happen once in a while. You know, are we going to trade away our, our best player? Well, uh, let's see what Murray or, or Allen or, or somebody says, right? But, uh, but they've, uh, they've always respected the, 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 the employees that they've hired. And so, you know, it, it's their team until it's not their team. Right. Well, I guess the reason I ask is I think Brad Tree Living has done an unbelievable job, right? So I just wonder if, 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 if the people think that Daryl should be fired, would the owners be influenced by that? And listen, you were here i.e. in Alberta when Wayne Gretzky was traded and I want to ask you what you remember about that day it now that I'm in Alberta it comes up a lot did, did you what did you think well you know it's one of these things with people where were you when Elvis died right. where were you when this happened like I I couldn't tell you the date but I know where I was I was playing in a golf tournament for the uh, um, Motor Dealers Association for of Alberta and it just happened to be in Calgary and but there's people from Edmonton there's people from all kinds of different teams that were playing in it and then people were coming up to us and say, hey, uh, you heard Gretzky got traded. We're going like, whatever, buddy. Like, <laughs> have another cocktail. <laughs> it's like, they're never trading him. And then, then like an hour later, it's like it's confirmed. And we're all looking at each other like, what? Like, why would they trade him? And, and obviously we found out that money had part to do with it. And uh, um, it was, you know, in, in hindsight, it was a great thing for the NHL. It was maybe the best thing that ever happened to the NHL because, you know, they got the excitement in L.A. and then you built some more teams. And, and obviously uh, the NHL owes a lot of the expansions just strictly to that one trade. I can guarantee you Pocklington did not have that in mind when the trade was made. It was the $11 million, I'm just guessing what it was. I think it was like $11 million and a few players back. And he wanted that. And, the, you know, the, the best part about the whole story is the guy that... That made the trade in the owner in in L.A. There, he didn't have any money. Remember? And, oh yeah. He ultimately goes to jail because he was a, he was a fraud. And uh, but it didn't matter. Gretzky was already there, and that helped with the expansion of the NHL. And uh, uh, like I said, it was great for us because you know I did, we didn't have. To, I mean, we we knew we had to play against him as you know still eight times a year because he's in L.A. But he wasn't on that team anymore. And so that team that had you know six or seven Hall of Famers playing at the same time. Uh, very, very rare. The reason I bring it up is simply there's an incident where the owner gets involved in team operations. And, End of story. And right. makes, makes a huge mistake, right? I mean, ultimately, if, if Gretzky had stayed in Edmonton, you know, the, the chance of them having, instead of having, you know, five or six really great years, they might have been 12, 14 years. You know what I mean? They, they literally could have been dominant yeah. for over a decade. And, uh, I mean, because he could still score. Yeah. He still, he still knew how to handle the puck. Well, Justin, we only got a couple, well, a minute left, but do you follow the Leafs and Wings as much as your alum of them? Or your Flames guy? Where's your heart lie on uh, that? No, I'm, I'm definitely a, a Flames guy. Um, you know, I moved back to the city, appreciate what the city offers and, and, the, and the style and the, and the people. The people have a different mentality here than Detroit or, or Toronto. 
Uh, not saying there's whining going on in Toronto, but there seems to be a little bit more uh, uh, attention to detail with the refereeing and all that sort of stuff. Why isn't this happening? Why isn't that happening? Here it's more like, hey, if you, if you play hard enough, you'll win the game, right? Let's just stick to working hard. And so that makes a big difference. Well, this has been awesome, Jamie. Everything I, uh, I hoped it would be. I appreciate you coming down. Good luck with everything, and we'll, we'll see you at the rink. I'll be there, hopefully, hopefully for the playoffs. Yeah, I'm counting on it. I didn't come here to not watch playoff hockey. Jamie McCown, two-time Stanley Cup champion, joining us here at Grego Resort and Casino. Darren Moose Dupont joins us next. And then from Sirius XM NFL Radio, Zig Fricasi. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and WQEE, the key. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Because it's a heave-ho. Hi. Oh, Stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swab in the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. All right, our P-Show continues on a beautiful Monday in the foothills. Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, the place to be. Do we have the moose log back in, guys? Do we have him here? Okay, um, we can bring him in. I'm just going to rip off a quick sports update here. Team Canada plays the USA at the World Baseball Classic tonight in Phoenix, Arizona. Canada opened the best-on-best -best tournament Sunday with an 18-8 mercy rule route over Great Britain. The U.S., meanwhile, lost 11-5 to Mexico. Moose, your interest level, scale of 1 to 10 for the World Baseball Classic. Uh, uh, 2.5. 2.5. Me, 6.5. Ah, good for you. Uh, I mentioned that I've, uh, that I've had friends play in it. By name, Dustin Mulliken uh, comes to mind immediately for Team Canada. Andrew Albers from our, uh, one of our favorite towns, North Battleford's playing for Team Canada. And I think it'll grow and grow and grow. World Cup of Baseball, basically. That's pretty exciting. So Canada versus USA tonight. Meanwhile, in Florida, the Toronto Blue Jays go for their fifth straight win in Grapefruit League play when they host the Boston Red Sox. The Jays 10-6 and six in spring training, coming off an 8-3 win over Philadelphia. The Leafs host the Buffalo Sabres in one of three games on the NHL slate tonight. The Leafs have won two in a row, seven of their last ten. Sabres have lost four in a row. Elsewhere, Montreal, losers of six straight host a Colorado Avalanche. And from the NFL, I think this came down Saturday, but the Miami Dolphins are acquiring all-pro corner Jalen Ramsey in a trade with the L.A. Rams. L.A. will get Miami's third-round pick in this spring's NFL draft, plus tight end Hunter Long. This sports update for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. Scream 6, following the latest ghost face killings, the four survivors leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter 
in Scream 6, Melissa Barrera, Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, Jenna Ortega, Hayden Panettiere, and Courtney Cox return to their roles in the franchise. Scream 6 in theaters now at Landmark Cinemas. Okay. Whew. I don't know how much. I'm just slowing it all down here. I'm just, as Serena says, taking the puck behind the net and just stopping and setting up here. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's one of her favorite things. I don't know what it is about the Leafs. It must be a numbers thing, like a population thing. I mean, you love them. Clark loves them. Jamie said he's pulling for the Leafs to go to the Stanley Cup. Uh, clearly, everybody on TSN is. Mike Johnson is. Biznasty is. I'm just not. Why, I don't know why I'm such. I'm always the contrarian, I guess. Somebody's got to cheer against them. But you must get the sense that I guess they're Canada's team. Are they le le legitimately Canada's team of hockey? They might be, and the thing about the Leafs now is that over the last few years, I find that the group maybe is starting to turn the corner in terms of being a more likable franchise. Um, there was a period there, I mean, they were, I think, a fairly likable franchise in the late 90s, early 2000s when they had Pat Quinn and some veterans and they were winning some games and they had a real face with Matt Sundin on their, on their uh, roster. And then I think as they started moving into the 2000s and the later, you know, 2010s, they weren't a very likable team. They had a lot of high-end guys, threw a lot of money around, didn't get the results. But now they've kept the core together. I think they're a little more likable, this group. I think the population's a big part of it. And I think now, because of the struggles they've had in the last six years and the amount of times they've taken it on the chin, I think they're almost a little bit of an underdog story, which is a weird thing to say about a team that's been near the top of the league in the regular season the last you know, five or six years. It's a very intriguing story. My thing is, I don't hate the Leafs. If they win the Stanley Cup, I've told you this, I'll be as happy as anybody. Their fans are somewhat annoying, and it's not yourself or Clark, present comedy excluded. But I can't, I've never lived in Toronto, obviously stayed there in hotels and so forth on road trips and that. But like Jamie McCown said, I can't imagine, and I'm pointing to the couch where Jamie was, I can't imagine what it's like. He's saying it's more intense in Toronto than it is in Calgary with regards to the NHL team, and I find it incredibly intense here. I can't imagine what it's like in Toronto for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's another thing, one of those things that's never going to change. Like, if that is costing them being Stanley Cup champions, and I still don't know how it could. I don't know how it could. How could that hurt the team on the ice? I don't get it. But they say that it is, so I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to pause for a second and just update the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who is the GOAT of Canadian men's curling? And we're getting roasted for Gushu being spelt wrong. So whomever put this up, shame, 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 shame. For Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, Brad Gushu, Randy Furby, Kevin Martin, or the Richardsons, 51% saying Brad Gushu. 34% saying Kevin Martin, 11% saying the Richardsons, 4% saying Randy Furby, and a lot writing in for Russ or Glenn Howard. I probably, If we'd put the Howards, they'd probably be running away with it. But again, <laughs> I say this as respectfully as I can, but Darren, I was told years ago, the more curling talk you give, the more curling talk they want, and you're never going to do it right. 
good enough for them. You know, that's the thing. Um, I know. Right, and, and we're seeing that. We're seeing that. Just never satisfied. Uh, interesting, Craig, uh, our director of scouting, Craig Smith, says, I was a Leafs fan until the Jets came in. Was so happy when they won the cup in 1967. Yes, 67. I'm that old. Oh, yes. Where's, where's John Ohm, by the way? Colin in Ottawa writes in. He says, there are so many Leaf fans around, Rod. Even here in Ottawa, I hate seeing the blue and white in our home arena, but so many live here and so many travel because our games are cheaper than in Toronto. Bingo! That makes a lot of sense. Again, I... I'm in no way anti-Leaf, but it's a good thing because, again, not everybody can cheer for the Leafs. Seems like everybody else does. So <laughs> you're going to have them. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, uh, writes that he says, no love for Pat Ryan. Yeah, that's a no, dog. And I, I, I want everybody to remember this, Darren. Just the talk of the fall being the best time for sports. I'm not saying it's not, but right now is an insane amount of things going on. And forget the fact that the NFL's not even playing and they're number one on Sports Center, Or at least they were the other night when the Chicago Bears traded the number one overall pick. Think about that for a second. They're in their off season and they're leading Sports Center. Like, wow. Not that I'm having any trouble keeping up. I'm doing just fine. Like when I'm not traveling, I can keep my eye on pretty much everything. But what... What is your focus? I, I, I feel like it's NHL. It is. It's the NHL playoff races for me. That's the focus. But you're right. Like last week, incredibly tough. And then you're trying to follow the XFL. What's going on there? NFL free agency. Baseball isn't just playing Grapefruit League action. It's playing meaningful games with the World Baseball Classic, right? The tournament going on right now. And the Briar and the Scotties that just happened, especially in Canada. Um, and now March Madness is starting. Like, this is enough to have steam coming out your ears, man. Um, it is, it is wild. <laughs> I know. Uh, but it's what's great for shows like this, and I'll say it again. I was stopped in a gas station on the way out here on Sunday, and you know who it was that asked me because I told you. Very uh, well-known guy, and he said, Rod, do you ever see yourself going back to play-by-play -play and working for one team? And I was literally, no, no, why? We're having way too much fun, and this is, we're able to talk about everything. Why lock yourself down to one thing? Kevin, the medium, writes in and he says, uh, I'm with you, Rod. Can't bring myself to cheer for the Leafs. And again, not anti-Leaf. And I will say this, in the heyday of Ron and Don, and I'm, I'm coming to a point here, Ron McLean and Don Cherry, I always said the, the Stanley Cup playoffs are better when the Leafs are in them. And this was when Pat Quinn was coaching the Leafs. So Sundin was still playing right at that time, and I think Cujo in goal. Yep. Stanley Cup playoffs are That's better right. when the Leafs are in them. Because Hockey Night in Canada just makes a bigger deal out of it. When the Leafs aren't in the playoffs, literally Hockey Night in Canada acts like they don't care. And the other thing is, because it's not the Leafs. And the other thing is, I said to Jamie, said it on the air, but I'll say it again here too. Don Cherry's grape line. You weren't even born yet. None of our staff was. But he had a bar in Hamilton, Don Cherry's grapevine, and every Saturday... Well, I don't know when they taped it, but it aired on Saturday on CBC. I think it was CBC. You guys tell me, the older people. And Don would bring in NHL guys, current players, former guys, and just sit there and interview them for an hour. 
And I would sit there in front of the TV in the farmhouse living room and just watch it all. Loved it. Yeah. And there is nothing, even off the record on TSN wasn't like that. They became more, and I've been on that show. Shoot, the day I was on there, they had a, you know, a book writer and a guitar player from this band. And I just want the sports stories. Yeah. That's why we're doing it. I know. And it, it is really awesome. I mean, the thing about the Leafs being in the playoffs and, and Don Cherry and covering it, it's a different animal when the, when, the, when the team in your market is on. I mean, CBC is downtown Toronto, right? And when, they, when there's a vibe in the city, then the vibe carries into the show. That's why, you know, playoff time, when we were in Calgary, this show has a different vibe when there's playoff hockey in the market, right? Oh. Um, even when we're covering the rest of the league. It's why when we were in Saskatchewan, the CFL mattered more when the riders were in it and they were playing well and in the playoffs. When they weren't, it's really hard to get that vibe of what's going on in another market. You can fake it, but it's not quite the same, right, as when the team's happening in your market. All right. Jennifer uh, from the Four Seasons has checked in, an Oilers fan, and she says, Good morning, all. I'm watching on Game Plus today. That means she's obviously at home. Happy to have you, Jen. Thanks. How about those Oilers? How about uh, that? Ted in Red Deer... Ted in Red Deer says the Leafs are the most loved and hated team in Canada. Quite a trick, to say the least, in my opinion. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? But as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I also get it. The Cowboys yeah. are that. They are America's team. They're the number one team in the NFL, loved and hated. Allie, uh, oh, Troy in Toronto <laughs> says, why does everyone hate the Leafs? Our team has sucked for so long. You people should actually feel sorry for us. We now finally have a good team, and you just can't be happy for us. And then he gives the uh, smiling, uh, nervous emoji. That's funny, Troy. The reason is, and I get it, I have everything. People are the same. It's just a scale. They're the same wherever you go. When I was with the Regina Pats, God's team, the world's oldest junior hockey team, our media market was the, was the Toronto of junior hockey. It was referred to as such, but we were hated in all these other towns like Swift Current and Moose Jaw and to a certain degree Yorkton because the, what's on the television there? CTV Regina. What's the newspaper they get? The Leader Post Regina. It was always Pats, 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 crammed down their throat. And they're like, we have our own team. From a Pats perspective, I'm like, what are we supposed to do about that, bub? It's not our fault. And that's the Leafs. They're in, the number, yeah. they're, they're in the New York of Canada, and we get it pumped down our throat every single... Troy, that's the thing. Have you ever lived anywhere but Toronto? I think that's the thing that we all have an issue with, is there's this big old country out there outside the Golden Horseshoe that you guys don't even know is there. And it annoys a lot of people. I'm over it. But that's people uh, directed at the hockey team. Anyways, Moose, are you coming back for overtime, or are you done? You tell me. I am done today. I am done today. Okay. Great work. Thanks for coming on. See you tomorrow. Enjoy the buffet, man. Enjoy the buffet, man. I can't wait. Having it for lunch. We're going to New York next. Sirius XM NFL Radio. Zig Fricasse joins us. We're live on Game Plus Television, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and WQEE, the key.
What a beautiful day in beautiful Calgary, Alberta. It's our first at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. Our spring residency begins now. Talking sports with a twist. And we welcome from Sirius XM NFL Radio right now, the great Zig Fricasse. I feel like I talk to him every day because I listen to him every day. Ziggy, welcome to the show, and I have some topics to get to with you. Hey, there I just he is. twisted with you, Rod. <laughs> boy, I like it. I like it. Zig, let's start yes, with your Boston Bruins. The question Not is, good. can anybody beat them, man? How are you feeling about their Stanley Cup chances with your favorite NHL team? Uh, I would say they're pretty darn good right now, Rod. But, again, it's how they finish. Everybody's harping on, well, they got the 50 wins. It's the fastest in league history and everything like that. Uh, you know, they looked a little bumpy this weekend against Detroit, who, by the way, I think is an ascending team, which uh, they, they will get to the playoffs next year. But back to Boston, you know, you're still trying to assimilate the new parts in. It looks as though Hathaway and Orloff have blended in very well and then now they're trying mm -hmm. to work in tyler Bertuzzi. so that's going to be an interesting dynamic going forward how they juggle their defense going forward too because even though lindholm was out yesterday he's going to stay in there as his mcavoy and orloff so now you gotta shuttle the regular guys in so right now indications are they look very good i still think though it's one of these things where you know the focus has got to stay where it is, uh, don't look too far ahead. And you know what, Rod, 16's the only number that really matters right now. Uh, yeah, that's wins in the playoffs. And to be honest, I got to <laughs> – we brought Zig on to talk NFL, but I'm not done with the NHL. Sure. Could you imagine a Vegas-Boston Stanley Cup final, Ooh. which EA Sports simulated a couple years ago, Bruce Cassidy versus the Boston Bruins? All of America would be engaged in that. We know, you know we would be in Canada. What a story that would be. Could happen. It, it, would, it would be something. And you got to give Butch a lot of credit for the job that he's done in Las Vegas, especially with their goaltending situation being in flux as it is. But that has settled down. Looks like Eichel's finally healthy. And, you know, they're playing some very good hockey. They've had a good uh, East Coast swing here. So, yeah, I mean, that would really be something. Cassidy did a hell of a job in Boston, but I think it turned out that some of the players were tuning him out. There's no question. And Jim Montgomery, late to the Dallas Stars, late of Denver, and by the way, won a national championship as head coach there. Actually won one rod as a player at Maine in the early 1990s. Guy knows how to win. He's overcome adversities. I think both teams have thrived this year. Absolutely. He's a winner all the way, as my friend John Frenzy would say. Uh, well, switching to the National Football League, I think it was officially announced today by the Dolphins or maybe late last night that Jalen Ramsey trade, and they're excited in Miami, obviously, where, as I've spent the last six months, it's all Dolphins all the time. Uh, but I've got people saying that Ramsey's best days are behind him. This isn't that big of a deal. The Dolphins sitting tight end Hunter Long to L.A. and a third-round pick this year. What's your thoughts on this trade? You know, there is, I think, some validity to that. If you watched the Rams last year, there were instances where you saw number five get a little bit more burnt, if you will, than normal. But still, he's still young enough, Rod, where I think he makes an impact. 
it's clear he wanted to be in Miami. It's clear that's where his agent wanted him to be. So give Chris Greer, the GM, a lot of credit for swinging for the fences because obviously, you know, the year before they brought in Tyree Kill. Uh, so they've added some brand names to that defense. Uh, so to me, it's pretty evident that they're in a win-now mode. Interesting move by them to pick up the fifth-year option on Tua, considering his recent uh, injury history. So uh, they're in a win mode now. And this, for the Los Angeles Rams, Rod, they got to clean some more house because there's, they're well over the cap. They've got no ca- uh, 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 draft picks in terms of anything relevant here the next few years. Remember, they traded the windfall to get Matthew Stafford from Detroit. So right now, I think they're in a mode where they're trying to kind of recoup the assets that they gave up. And uh, to me, it looks like more of a rebuild than anything with the L.A. Rams. But with Miami, it's clear they're trying to win right now. Which is awesome for their fans because they haven't won in a very long time. We have a lot of Packers fans that watch this show. Um, Well, this is actually a New York Jets fan that's written in. Colin in Ottawa says, when the heck is Aaron Rodgers going to make a decision on if he'll join my Jets or retire? Free agency starts tomorrow and our GM needs to know his cap space to sign players. Where are you on that Aaron Rodgers situation, Zig? Well, uh, we discussed it on the show yesterday, uh, Alex Marvez and I, and, um, you know, it became one of these things where we're almost on Aaron watch now. Of course, he, uh, I think it was over the weekend, uh, they played some kind of flag football game and wound up being interviewed by former Jets receiver Brandon Marshall for his I Am Athlete podcast. And I think Brandon actually wanted to scoop the story. When's going to happen? And Aaron says, "Uh, decision's coming soon. So you got to think that probably within the next few days, you got to at least have the courtesy to let the Jets know and probably even the Packers know of uh, what what the intentions are. Just surmising that conversation, Rod, I, I didn't hear a whole lot of enthusiasm from Aaron about, you know, maybe possibly joining the Jets saying, Uh, It was a nice conversation that he had with Woody Johnson and Jets management. In other words, it didn't really sound like he was overwhelmingly thrilled. And then from the Packers standpoint, right, I don't know if you saw the clips of Mark Murphy's interviews with uh, the Green Bay TV stations. And of all things, a girls' high school tournament there in Green Bay. And a couple of times, Rod, he referenced Aaron in the past tense so from my perspective, that sounds like they're ready to move on with the Jordan Love era in Green Bay. I think we got to have a decision within the next couple of days. Already, too, uh, on free agency, boy, some big dollars being uh, delved out. Javon Hargrave of the Eagles goes to the Niners. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, former Niner, goes to Denver among a couple of the big early free agent moves that were uh, tweeted out today by those NFL insiders. Yeah, Mark Murphy, by the way, the president of the Green Bay Packers, and I could see why they would be over Aaron Rodgers. There's uh, all good things come to an end. I just don't know what we're waiting for. Uh, Jeff in Winnipeg writes in and says, Aaron Donald's looking around the Rams defensive room saying, where did everybody go? (laughs) Hey, that's the way teams are being run now, Zig. I don't have any, I don't have a problem with you. It's credit card money they spent to win a Super Bowl, and they did it. There's some pain there now. I think any team would do that if you knew you were going to get a championship out of it. 
See, and that's the thing. And, I, and, you know, everybody cracked on Jerry Jones for the comments he made about building the Cowboys where basically he says, I don't want to be like in L.A. or Philadelphia. In other words, all in, and then you pay for the damage a little bit later on. So, But in the Rams' case, Rod, they cashed in. They got their championship. So I imagine if you're a fan, you're probably like, all right, they went all in. We knew this was going to be coming. So that's the harsh reality. Philadelphia now, they, like I mentioned, with Hargrave leaving, they may lose a couple of more players, and they may take a step back this year. So if you're all, if you're all in, if you're a fan, you've got to be appreciative of that. But then you also got to know that there's going to be a price for being all in. And if you risk it and win, that's great. But even if you lose, you, at least you took the shot. But now... Here comes the pain of some rebuilding that I think uh, the Rams are closer to than contending at this point. Uh, but again, they've got the championship. You and I are both Cowboys fans, and I go it's back been and a while. On Jerry. But Jerry's, yeah, Jerry's not going to fire himself, so it's easy for Jerry to mm -hmm. say that. Jerry can't get fired. Whereas with the Rams, these guys are going to be gone. Sean McVay almost walked after this year, right? There is a difference, Zig. Oh, sure there is, you know, and, you know, you got to wonder, although I think uh, McVeigh and the GM there, Les Snead, probably bought themselves a few years, and I'm sure the uh, crocky ownership, Rod, was on board with all of this, so they knew that the proverbial pain was going to be coming, and with the Cowboys, too, I mean, hey, they aren't that far, they really aren't, another 12-win season, they no. ended that road uh, losing streak in the playoffs. Hell, it was Brady's last game. They finally beat him, for goodness sake. And then they were in it uh, largely That's against the right. 49ers. They were largely in that game before uh, the Niners' ground attack really took over. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there with Dak. they got to get some weapons around him, and he's got to stop throwing some interceptions. Uh, we got a quick, quick one from Ted. And Red Deer wants to know who you think will be the number one overall pick in the draft. Ooh, that's a good question from Ted. Uh, the, currently, the Carolina Panthers have that pick. Of course, they have Whopper trade with the Bears. And, Rod, of course, there's a lot of noise that uh, the Panthers may actually trade it back. You know, maybe, they, in other words, they've probably, they, that rationale may mean they're looking at another guy they think they can get with the, I don't know, say, second or third pick and then try to swap that out. But I think in the final analysis, if they keep it at number one, Frank Reich, the new head coach down there, likes his big athletic quarterbacks. My hunch is it's Stroud, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. There you go. You heard it here. Number one overall pick in the NFL, Connor Bedard. How about that? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Wrong league. Uh, Zig, <laughs> love chatting with you. Love listening to you. I appreciate the time. Amen. Thanks for coming on, brother. Hey, got to keep up with the world traveler here. Anytime, Pete. All right, the great Zig Fricasse, Sirius XM, NFL Radio. And I thoroughly enjoyed listening to the Detroit Red Wings broadcast Sunday, driving out here with uh, Kenny Cal and Paul Woods. That's satellite radio. It doesn't owe me a thing. We'll be right back with overtime after this. Just me and you. So if you've got comments or questions, get them in now. We're live on Game Plus Television, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Because it's a heave-ho, high-oh! 
Stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense. There you go. Good look at uh, where we're at today. Grey Eagle Resort and Casino in Calgary. Calgary's entertainment destination. Make yourselves at home. By the way, if you're planning your summer getaway out here to the foothills, get a hold of the Grey Eagle now. Very busy spot. Very busy right now as we speak. Overtime's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. As I mentioned, it's just you and me here in OT. We started this show way back in the warm-up talking about this fun little thing that the score put out. And I just overheard Clark and Darren talking about it. Thought I would transfer it to the show. What movie title best describes your NHL team's season? And as I said, dazed and confused works for everything. Uh, Clark's Leafs, it's Groundhog's Day. Do you have that in front of you, Clark, by the way? I know Darren did. Uh, it was Darren's thing. Oh, it was, it was Darren's. You wouldn't even know where to find it. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah. Grant, no, Grant in Edmonton writes in, and he says... Uh, He's watching on Game Plus TV. He says the Oilers movie would definitely be the good, the bad, and the ugly. McJesus and Leon, the good. Defense, the bad. And goaltending, the ugly. How about that? How about that? Troy in Toronto, I'll get, I'll get to your comment in a second. He asked me to bang the gong for John Ohm, who is in here today. He is a day one guy, Clark tells me. There are a few of them left. Jeff in Redmond, Oregon, watching. He's a Seattle Kraken fan out there, and he says, a Seattle Kraken movie, The Invisible Man. Hockey analysts seem to skip over the... Hockey analysts seem to skip over the Kraken like they don't exist. Spicy! What I'm going to work... Yeah, right. Thank you, Clark. I, what I'm going to work on here in my time in Calgary, staying at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino, is really working on just... Letting the comments go in one ear and out the other. Because in my other career, recovery coach, sober coach, mental health advocate, you try to really listen to people and hang on to what their problems are. But in the sports world, you can't listen to anybody or what their problems are. The Seattle Kraken have been in the NHL for five minutes. So no. What's the breaking news, Clark? Tell me. Jimmy Garoppolo going to the Las Vegas Raiders. How about that? Man, you got to love the live sports talk where you're getting all the breaking news. That's faster than your phone can get it to you. WQEE in Game Plus. Twisted Mike writes in. Twisted Mike is his name on the 902 line. He's clearly watching on Game Plus TV, and he says, uh, I'm a Red Wings fan. I can't think of a movie for them. I don't watch much NHL because I'm clued in on the WHL. Don't even know the whole Red Wing roster. Never watch the NHL on Saturday night because it's always Leafs. 
goes on to say, hopefully Connor Bedard doesn't go to Montreal. And Mike goes on to say, I think he'll be back next year in the WHL. Nope. <clears throat> He's going to the show, baby. And I saw, I would say I was witness to a bit of a debate between some friends of mine about Connor Bedard versus Connor McDavid. And one friend was saying, Bedard going to be better than McDavid. And of course, the other guy's saying, not a chance. What are you talking about? It was an interesting debate. Like the guy's got better junior numbers than McDavid had with worse line mates. And he's shattered everybody's records at the World Juniors. So there's no reason to think he won't be better than Connor McDavid in the NHL. It's a very fun debate that, quite frankly, I was happy to just stand back and watch. <laughs> not getting in these fights. Regarding Don Cherry's grape vine... Not the radio show Grapevine, but the Grapevine television show from the 80s. Dave in Niagara Falls, Ontario writes in and he says, uh, Don Cherry was on CHCH. Have a nice day. Right, but that's Hamilton only. And this was national television. I'm not saying you're wrong, but of course I was 10. I was 10. I wasn't paying attention to what channels were on what. If that's what it was, good for them. But I, I always thought that's the kind of show I'd like. Is like Don Cherry's Grapevine. And a day like today with Jamie McCown and the, the friends that we're going to trot through here over the next several weeks is exactly what I've always wanted to do since I was a little kid. Uh, sports update before we run. It's a light night in the NHL with only three games on the schedule. Two of them, though, involving Canadian teams. Last minute of play in the RP show. The Leafs coming off that win over the order Saturday host the Buffalo Sabres. They've lost four in a row. Montreal Canadiens hosts the Colorado Avalanche in the third game, the Seattle Kraken. Remember them? We're talking about them. They entertain the Dallas Stars. Uh, and that's all we'll say other than Alabama is the number one seed going into the NCAA tournament. March Madness after cruising through the end of a season clouded by a murder case. Kansas, Houston, and Purdue grab the other top seeds. March Madness coming your way. This uh, sports update brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. John Wick 4 starring Keanu Reeves. John Wick takes on his most lethal adversaries yet in the upcoming fourth installment of these series. John Wick 4 in Landmark Cinemas now. Thanks to Jamie McCown, Zay Fricasi, and you. We'll see you tomorrow. Noon Eastern, 10 Mountain here on Game Plus TV and WQEE. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>